health is about more than just staying fit. And with every year that goes by, I'm becoming more and more fascinated by how what we eat can impact our health and our potential, with a particular focus on gut health and the gut microbiome. It's not just what I eat either, it's how I eat too. It's all connected. That's why I've developed my own number one living drinks brand. Number One Living is based on this idea, the simple notion that by putting our well-being first and improving the quality of what we put into our bodies, we get more out of life. My range of kombucha drinks are full of bacterial life cultures, designed for a happy and healthy gut. They're sugar-free, vegan and naturally sourced, so you can feel great on the inside and enjoy life on the outside. Choose from refreshing raspberry, passion fruit or our award-winning ginger and turmeric kombucha. The number one living range is widely available in Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett's and Boots stores and online at numberoneliving.com. Grab yours today. Okay, on with the show. We have an overpowering habit in today's society of identifying ourselves with our bodies, with the way we look, the things we can do and how we measure up to others. It becomes the overriding reference for who we are and our worth or belonging. So what happens when our body is changed irreversibly? What happens to who we are? This week, I really wanted to look at how we identify ourselves with our bodies and the effect that this may have upon our search for our potential. There is definitely a habit in today's society to see ourselves as just physical. It's definitely been the case with me. Ask me who I was back in the day and I'd have told you immediately what I do, what I love doing and what I have done too. All the time sort of believing these accomplishments somehow made me something, made me more, even if I never truly felt it. I've charted success and failure through comparison, competition with others, and my worth has rested in the hands of other people, the way that they think and feel about me and how I stack up against society's ever-changing take on the right way to look and the right things to be doing. My body and my physical capabilities have defined who I am, and they've created the boundaries, I think, of who or what I can be. When I was injured for long periods during my rugby career, when I could no longer go about my usual exploits and express this physical side to me, I suffered badly. It was so painful. I felt so empty. My self-worth dropped through the floor. All I could think about was getting back to who I was before. I had no interest in the challenge I was being presented with, and I had no answer to the vulnerability either. I just kind of wanted to run away to the old habits and back to the field the way things were. I set new goals, kept myself busy, getting ready to measure up again. But what happens when our bodies become irreversibly changed? If our bodies and our activity and actions make up who we are, then when we can no longer do what we used to, we must lose some of ourselves and become in some way less, no? It seemed this way to me on the surface during my playing days. But what happens when we really devote ourselves to exploring this challenge? What happens when we move beyond the physical? And this led me to getting to know a guy called Henry Fraser, uh, an amazing guy, a very humble guy, but with an incredible presence. I met him back in 2015, one of his first art exhibitions, and was very much taken by the man I met. Humble, modest, but world-shakingly powerful in terms of his presence and his inspirational energy. So yeah, I think definitely allowing myself, not restricting myself, 
all the time. I mean, people always talk about comfort zones. A lot of people say comfort zones are bad things. Comfort zones aren't bad things. They're wonderful things because we all need that place, that thing we go back to and sit and feel good and kind of, I guess, like, you know, regain our energy, feel good again to then be prepared to step out and be uncomfortable and have that challenge, which I really enjoy. You know, my comfort zone sits my easel, just painting away in my own space without needing anyone around me. It's just me and the painting. But then when I go out and I give the talks, I'm in a whole a different venue, a different situation. I'm going to be asked different questions. I'm going to have all these things that are going to push me. So I can come back to comfort. And I think having that balance, that kind of push and pull all the time is, is a good thing. And it definitely has helped me expand my mind and explore life in a whole new way. He's someone who'd had an incredibly serious injury, which took place on a beach in Portugal, which left him paralyzed from the neck down. He was a rugby player. He was into all kinds of things, as you can imagine, much the same as myself. And suddenly faced with this life-changing, I guess, moment or intervention, I look at that and think there's just no way I could have dealt with that or cope with it. And yet what he seems to reveal for me is something so, so exciting that although he may face some limitations in what he's able to do, he is, for me, found his way deeper into his being and his presence, his ability, his reach, his power, his influence, just his sheer if you like, humanity has expanded beyond anything I've ever seen. I think this is so, so inspiring for someone like me and, and I guess answered many of the questions that there is a, a degree of a limit on what we can do. But in terms of what we can be, it's a beautiful and endless journey. I've had to really think, I don't care how people see me in, in my wheelchair, in the way I move things, or if I'm out and I need someone to feed me or give me a drink, like... I don't care. This that's me. I can't change. I can't change any of that. There's no point in me worrying about that. And if other people want to judge me or make comments about it, then that's their own issues. That's something they need to sort out. That's I've, that's nothing to do with me. That's that's on them. Yeah, I, I think that kind of understanding or, or even experiential kind of realization is powerful, and it's envy. It's sort of enviable. It's also something that is quite easy to kind of get and talk about but actually to live is is quite incredible an incredible guy his story is inspiring we discuss what henry calls his independent dependence we look at the freedom that comes with letting go of the things you can't control like how others perceive you and how in the process this liberates more and more of your worth and your joy we also take a peek at the immensity that can unfold from focusing all your energies upon what you can do and how setting achievable goals and just trusting in them can reveal incredible things. Finally, we look at how much further you can go once you think you've hit rock bottom. And Henry explains this brilliantly. Whereas now it's like, okay, well, this is my life. I'm going to control it. And I think I talk about, a lot about kind of my independent dependence. I rely on people to do you know, most things for me, to brush my teeth, feed me, dress me, wash me, all these things. But letting go of that, understanding that that's something that I can't do, that I can't control, I can tell them how to do it, but, you know, that's just part, part and parcel of my everyday life. It's allowed me to focus on the things that I can control, that I am me. I'm not, people can't be tenacious for me. People can't be creative for me. I'm not going to have people think for me. Those are things that I can control. And realizing that and understanding that has allowed me to take far more control and independence in my life than that I've ever had, which has been huge for me. It's allowed me to explore things much more it's allowed me to know 
myself much better and just, you know, and be happier, I guess, as well. Seizing control of that which you can and letting go of that which you cannot is a lesson Henry has arguably learned a very hard way. But with tragedy, emotional turmoil, a love of life, physical devotion and curiosity, it would appear, comes enormous growth and opportunity. Henry's a top, top guy. And for me, his state of being in his presence is something we need to recognise. He is truly an example that we can all embody gratitude and bring a compassionate, loving energy to every situation. And that when we do this, it unlocks possibility everywhere for ourselves and for others. It's a really strong, powerful interview. I hope you like it. Thank you so much for listening to today's Tuesday episode of I Am. The Tuesday drops are definitely a space for me to reflect on the interviews to come and set the scene a little. And hopefully I've done this for you and you're now very excited to listen. The full episode will follow in a couple of days, so keep your ear out for it. As always, I really want this to be a two-way conversation. So if you've got any questions, just pop a review in the review section on Apple Podcasts or contact me through my social channels. I would love to hear from you. Until then, I'm Johnny Wilkinson and this is I Am. Thank you.